Hello friends, it's Jaden, the Bait the Bait, head editor and producer. I just wanted to let you guys know that the podcast should be coming out every other Wednesday as Lori and Dawson forgot to mention that in this week's episode. Once again, it should be coming out every other Wednesday, so mark your calendar. Hi, I'm Lori Coates. I am the CBA and coordinator of the Bait Team for Davis School District. And I'm Jocelyn Ruiz, co-coordinator of the Bait Team, and this is our fifth episode of Bait Debate Topics We're Tackling. Bait Debate will address simple research-based behavioral practices that will work with individual students or groups of students in school settings. The situations and questions will be adapted from what we are seeing and hearing in schools. These are common struggles with students of all abilities. Although they are simple strategies, they will be effective at decreasing challenging behavior and making your day just a little easier. We're excited to share these strategies to make them available to SPED teachers, gen ed teachers, and other staff working in schools. If you would like to submit a question or comment, you can do that in our email. That is baitdebatepodcast, B-A-I-T, D-E-B-A-T-E podcast at gmail.com. And we also have a TikTok and Instagram account. Our username is at behavior underscore in underscore progress. Last episode, we talked about waiting and what it does when managing behaviors. Lori, did you have any experiences recently where this was critical and can you share what you learned? Yes, absolutely. I was involved in a student escalation where they kept adding adults to the situation to try to prompt him and get him to do what they wanted him to do. And instead, he's under the desk throwing stapler, you know, anything he can get to. And by the time I was able to be there to support, there were six adults in the room. Um, That's a lot of people. Talking. (laughs) And so we reduced it down to two adults. We stopped our talking, and we were able to finally have the student de-escalated in a brief amount of time. So pretty critical to reduce the number of people and stop talking, like we talked about. I had an experience where the student was having a mild escalation in the hallway, and of course, hallways are where students get reinforced for everything that happens there. So teachers would come by and say, oh, looks like you're having a hard day. So in order to reduce the attention that the student was receiving, we moved into a separate space with just myself and one of our RBTs. And in that way, we were able to reduce some of the stimulation that the student was receiving from being outside and the attention that they were getting. So less is more. Always less is more. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, before we jump into our topic today, we have a very special guest joining us. We have our University of Utah student who is accruing BCBA hours here with us today, Brecken Taylor. And she is going to talk to us a little bit about what it's like working as a student for Davis School District. Yeah, so my name is Brecken Taylor. I am at the University of Utah, and a typical day of like of what we do is we start with looking over the student data and trying to figure out which kind of intervention would be the best for the different case cases that we take. And then from there, I get to go and visit schools and do observations of students and be able to help manage different behavioral strategies and also different behavioral escalations 
And so it's been super fun because I get to use everything that I'm learning in school and get to actually see it done in the real world, which is way better than a textbook. <laughs> and so that's been yes. super fun to like actually feel like I'm doing something instead of just, you know, studying. So that's been fun. That's awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Brecken. Uh, she might be joining us for some more podcasts where we talk about more of her experience as a student here with us. All right. Well, Lori, what's our topic for today? Our topic for today is the reinforcement riddle. Well, before we talk about reinforcement riddle, let's talk about what is reinforcement. Uh, that's the thing that's really critical is understanding that reinforcement is that thing that stre strengthens behavior or mm -hmm. makes it more likely to occur, occur in the future. Right? It's those things that we do for students to help uh, increase or teach behaviors that we'd like to see. There's both positive and negative reinforcement. Some people misuse these terms and, and think negative reinforcement is punishment, which it's not at all. We actually use a lot of negative reinforcement mm -hmm. in, our, in our lives. So first I'll give you the, I, what a positive reinforcement is. Positive reinforcement is when you give or apply something in response to the expected behavior. Mm -hmm. So simple examples are a Skittle, a token on the token board, points on your tracker, those kinds of things. When a student turns in an assignment and gets a grade, right? Positive reinforcement. Negative reinforcement is when you remove something that a student would prefer to not deal with, okay, <laughs> in response to expected behavior. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, when my children were younger, if they had completed their chores by the time I got home, this was especially during the summer because I really liked my house clean by the time I got home, they didn't, if, if it was their name picked out of the hat, they didn't have to do dishes, so I took mm -hmm. dishes off of their table so that I could negatively reinforce them for that. We use reinforcement to teach new skills, increase skills, strengthen skills. And one of the questions for a teacher in an interview quite often is, do you want your students to like you? And teachers have a hard time answering that question because they're not sure. They don't want them to be their friend. You know, that mm -hmm. seems a little weird. But what the question is really getting at is, do you want the students to want to work for you, right, and to like you in that way? And what we know is that we all like people who reinforce us, people who give us positive attention, people who give us compliments, people who reinforce us. We like them. So reinforcement is an all-encompassing thing. So when a teacher says to you, Jocelyn, my reinforcement isn't working, what do you typically see when you start to investigate that? When I hear a teacher say that, some things that I'm already thinking about are first, is it motivating to the student? What are you using for reinforcement? Because if the student isn't motivated by earning that reinforcement that you've picked out, they're probably not going to work as hard to obtain that. For so sure. yeah, sometimes teachers will just pick standard reinforcement that they think will work for every student. And that's not the case because but Lori loves Diet Coke. That would be a good reinforcement for her, but yeah. I do not like Diet Coke. Mm -hmm. So if somebody were to give me Diet Coke for doing a good job, next time I'm probably not going to be as motivated to do it if I know I'm going to get something that I don't really like. Right. So picking standard reinforcement, picking reinforcement that the student isn't really motivated by, and then also not giving enough reinforcement throughout the day mm. is another 
common issue that we see in schools. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when we go into schools, one of the questions we ask first is, what is the student getting reinforced by? And teachers will say, well, they get to do this thing at the end of the day, or they get to play this game or talk to this adult at the end of the day. And sometimes students are not even accessing that reinforcement at the end of the day because they didn't meet their points or whatever the expectation was. <coughs> so yeah, not yeah. giving enough reinforcement throughout the day is another common issue. So they'll have them kind of earning that soda or whatever at the end of the day, but um, not even letting them know during that time, you're doing a great job, way to go, mm -hmm. you're gonna get that soda. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes they don't even access that reinforcement that right. one time. Yeah. And our reinforcement system isn't going to work if that's the case. True. So what are some ways that we can make reinforcement more effective? Oh, this is my favorite topic. I think you've heard me talk about it several times. Mm -hmm. And now that you all have heard a couple of our podcasts, you're probably not going to be surprised to hear that one of the things that makes reinforcement effective is pairing it with the relationship with the connection mm -hmm. with the individual. If the student is not connected or doesn't have a relationship with you, that reinforcement doesn't carry much weight either. The other thing is to be very specific about your reinforcement. Instead of saying, hey, good job, you say, hey, I really like the way you're sitting in your desk and you have your book ready to go. Mm -hmm. So the student knows clearly what it is that you want them to do. Mm -hmm. And then Dig in to find out what's reinforcing for the student. I think, you know, you, yeah. you address that a little bit. You know, just making sure that you find out what that person enjoys. Not everybody likes Diet Coke. Not everybody likes Skittles. Not everybody likes Sixlets. Not everybody, you know, mm -hmm. M&Ms are not the favorite for everybody. And, you know, we've had some very interesting things that we've found out that students wanted to earn yes. when you dug in to find out or talk to a parent. What's something mm -hmm. they really like? Mm -hmm. And finding out those things, we can definitely make our reinforcement more effective. Um, sometimes you just have to observe what's mm -hmm. going on with the student. What do they do in their free time? And then you see what they like. Um, we actually, this last week, we accidentally found out what a student liked because everybody was saying, oh, sh she doesn't like anything. Nothing is reinforcing. And another student didn't finish these chips that he wanted to earn. They were like ruffles, sour cream, some, I don't know. I'm not a chip person, but hadn't eaten them. And so the girl was having a little bit of trouble being compliant, going to the door. And our RBT offered one of the chips. And all of a sudden, this girl was ready to do anything for the chips. And as we got to the door, the mom said, oh, that is her favorite kind of chip. We're like, ah, there we go. We just yeah. need to pay attention a little bit more. And maybe this is something that we can use mm -hmm. for reinforcement. The other thing that I like to say is uh, don't give up. If a traditional reinforcer isn't working, you know, it's, it just may be what's going on with that student at that time. Mm -hmm. um, it could be school. Um, there is something reinforcing the student. No person is not reinforced by anything. I know that was a lot of negatives, right? <laughs> but everybody's reinforced by something. And one of the things that I will say to teachers or staff is somehow mom, dad, caregiver, got them to school. They're dressed, usually clean, right? <laughs> got them to school. <laughs> Something's reinforcing to the student. We have to find out what it is. Mm -hmm. So that's, and Brecken, you have the any other, input in that? Yeah. 
The other thing I think we can do is more varied reinforcement because if it's like if you go home and you're having the same dessert every single day, it might get a little boring. Mm -hmm. So you got to mix it up. We found with one student that their favorite candy was vanilla Tootsie Rolls, but then we got a combo a combo of a, a bunch of different types and sometimes they would choose something different. So that was a little bit more reinforcing depending on what their preference were at the at the given point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really important to vary it up. Yeah. yeah. And there's lots of things that we can do for that. We can do reinforcement menus and mm-hmm. so that way students know the options that they have for reinforcement. Yeah. One of the other things that I think is also a useful thing to do is Get the family involved. What does the student like to do at home? I was in a classroom yesterday where there was a student that was in an escalation. And at one point, the teacher made a comment, something like, oh, I'm going to need to text dad about what's happening. And the student immediately, when they heard that, stopped what they were doing because he knew the school has a plan where... If the student has a good day at school, dad gets to play a video game with the student at home for 30 minutes. And the student's really reinforced by playing that video game with dad at home. So, you know, sometimes getting families involved is going to be a good thing for you. And yeah. And don't make assumptions that the parent doesn't want to get involved. Mm -hmm. Parents like playing with their kids. Even when I, mine are 22 and 19 and I still like playing with my kids. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) parents like doing that. Well, we'd like to thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Bait Debate. We're so excited to have this opportunity to share behavior strategies, especially talking about reinforcement. I could talk about it all day, but we're trying to keep our podcast to a limited time. We hope the information presented was meaningful to you all today, and we have lots of exciting topics we'll be covering throughout the school year to keep you real in. If you have an educator friend who might benefit from this as well, please feel free to share this with them too. And remember, we're on Instagram and TikTok under behavior underscore in underscore progress. And we'll catch you next time. See ya.